All right, welcome to A Light On. We have Justin Harvey with us today um, from We Are Change, right? Yep, We Are Change Orlando. All right, and you're uh, you're out there pounding the pavement every day. I uh, I follow you on Instagram, and uh, you're you're always hard at work. So I wanted to see what was going on and uh, and and have a conversation. We've been uh, chatting online for a while. Um, what is what is We Are Change? I'm I've always been familiar with them. You know, I knew about them from like nine uh, eleven and all that stuff. Is it is yeah. it connected to Luke and all and, all, and that whole thing? Yep. You're pretty much right on track. It started as like a 9-11 truth group and just evolved into like a independent media activist, like, you know, network and chapters popped up around the world. You know, there was a lot more and a lot more activity worldwide groups, you know, around the 9-11 days in the early, um, you know, mid 2000s, early 2000s. But um, there's still chapters quite active these days. And, you know, that was a big inspiration for me seeing people try to be their own media, ask the hard questions, you know, confront these politicians. So I was like, well, I'm just going to, you know, get on board with the Orlando chapter. And that's kind of how I got started. Nice. That's, and it's so, I thought it was so appropriate to like chat um, the day before the 20th anniversary. It's the 20th, right? Yeah, the 20th. It's crazy. It's like, it flew by. I still, I still remember it like so vividly I, I was in college actually and I was I think it was right before I had a English class and um it was like or like composition 101 something weird like that and then we all like gathered around in a circle and like talked about it yeah but I remember seeing the plane like the plane hit on um on tv and I was like my first the first thing I thought was like wow it's a shitty pilot like you know, yeah, like I think a lot of people said, yeah, because at first, like they were just saying, you know, uh, yeah, like pilot error, you know, plane, plane hit the building, like whatever. Right. So I did, you know, obviously, first thing you're not, you're not going to think, oh, it's a terrorist attack. Yeah, especially terror. back then, it wasn't yeah. like super common to talk about, you know. Right, right. There had been like a '93 bombing at the yeah. at the towers, and that was about it. But I don't think many people really knew about it or talked about it much yeah not as much that one and it didn't cause as much damage obviously but um as much carnage but um yeah it's been it's been a crazy 20 years you know and i think it just goes to show that not everybody snapped out of it in the way we hoped in talking about things like 9-11 you know this is the next big one that we're living in right now and it's like if only enough people understood 9-11 we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be talking about this mass thing. We wouldn't be trading our um, liberties for so-called security, which is the same thing we did on 9-11. And I tell people, yeah. where, did the body scanners go away? Did the pat-downs and all the, the TSA, are they gone? You know, does DHS been dissolved because we, we stopped terrorism and the borders don't? No, they're all there and it's all for us. It's not for terrorism. And it's just like Corona, you know, it's all for us. It's not for disease prevention. Yeah, it's so crazy how we've really failed over and over again to pay attention <laughs> to history and the way our government's been yeah. treating us, right? I mean, yeah, and you know the the Patriot Act was a huge yeah. thing that got implemented and it took away, you know, a basic right. uh <laughs> basic Patriotic, right? To take away our <laughs> yeah, be able to indefinitely detain Americans under the threat of terrorism. You know, that's what 
that and the National Defense Authorization Act. I remember when I first got involved with this, those were two things I was like really t- talking about because under the excuse of terrorism, they can come into your home without a warrant. They can detain you indefinitely for as long as they want without like Guantanamo Bay style. And yeah. nobody knows those things are in place. You know, they were just quietly signed in alongside under Obama and then under Trump. And, you know, they're still in place today. And just like our, our forced vaccine law that we have in Florida, you know, something else most people that probably snapped out of it during the pandemic, they don't know about, you know, Florida's forced vaccine law. They don't know about, um, yeah. you know, the Patriot Act and the NDAA, but it's we've been at war for a long time. And I think is what a lot of them are realizing the more they dig. Yeah. And I definitely want to go into the vaccines. But um, as far as you know, the big thing for me, too, is also like the, the fact that we invaded Iraq for as long as we did. I mean, you know, and that whole thing was a precursor. And it was, and, and it's pretty well understood that, that was illegal, an illegal war predicated on absolute lies. Right. So then, why would you now believe anything? You know, the fact that I I've been awake since then, and I knew what was going on then. You know, thank God because that's that's why I have the awareness now of what's right. going on. Because you know, it's like I mean, it's like being with an abusive uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Like if, if they beat you in the past, like why would you then believe them? You know, when they come back and say some other shit. I know I've had people ask me about you know, well, how come you think that this is not true in the media? And then I say, well, I mean, what do you mean, like? If someone lied to you a thousand times on 1001, would you just say, all right, let's take it to the bank and run with it? No. I mean, you have to hold everything they do under ultimate scrutiny now because but you're right. People don't do that. They're so quick to forget. And, you know, whether it's JFK, whether it's 9-11, whether, you know, these things start to unravel and come out, but people just forget about it. They don't care. It's like, like yeah. in famous words of, you know, the devil Hillary Clinton, she said, you know, what difference does it make? You know, that's what people with that mindset will say. That's their cop out. That's their push it to the side. You know, what, what difference? difference it's, that was 20 years ago. Are you, are you 9-11 truthers still at it? Like, come on with your conspiracies. You know, that's what some people will say to the people that have rallies this week. And um, yeah. it is what it is. You know, not everybody's meant to probably wake up and snap out of it. That's what they do is that they just consistently gaslight us. You know, if you have questions, you know, you question the official narrative it's all gaslighting they you know they make you sound like you're crazy like you don't know what you're talking about and that's really been their their method but do you do you did you know right away after 9-11 or how long did it take you to kind of realize something was up so i didn't wake up until 2012 to any of them yeah so i was like completely unaware just flying by life had no not a clue and then i had a rapid introduction to everything and it started you know with the federal reserve and monsanto and 9-11 and all that stuff and it all hit me at once and you know i've been informed since then but i mean i went along for 10 years pretty much you know after 9-11 without even i didn't know what building seven was for like 10 years do you imagine (laughs) no what what was it? What what sparked it though? Like, so I'm always interested in hearing about that. Like, was it a documentary that you watched? Did somebody yeah. tell you it was? Yeah, well, it was. It started from a, a relative. An uncle told me to watch a documentary. I think it had to do with aliens. You know, it wasn't anything super specific that I fight about now. But because uh-huh. of that documentary, it was Dr. Stephen Greer. He was talking about suppressing free energy and like futuristic technology from possibly other worlds. I think I've and seen that. 
his reasoning behind why they were doing it was more intriguing to me. And that led me to the who and why. And it was like the, you know, the bankers and the Vatican and the Rothschilds and all this stuff. And that is what drew me in. And I was like, oh my gosh, like there is, there's that, there's, you know, we could have been living like the Jetsons decades ago. <laughs> We've been so suppressed and we, you know, we don't even know who we are, where we are, all the technology so far behind that the public has. So that's what threw me in. And then it was like, Monsanto, 9-11, JFK, you know, everything just like it's an avalanche. Um, And then here we are today, almost 10 years later. Yeah, I can't remember if I was looking into JFK before I knew about 9-11 or after. Probably a little bit after, but yeah, that was another thing. I went down the rabbit hole of that too, but I I still, I mean, I'm still just at the beginning, I think, of all that. That's that's a whole nother crazy thing. Um, But yeah, I mean, when when you study... And research all the the different events in history that the government has covered up and i mean it's just it's so i mean it all pieces together after a while right yeah and i think you realize that it's nothing new like you know if you find out about 9-11 not too long after you're looking at oklahoma city and then you're looking at the gulf of tonkin and then you're looking at the lusitania and then you're even looking at the titanic and by then you're like okay so how long has this been a trick up your sleeve to you know, completely just hoax people into believing. So, I mean, we, we, there, there's, um, you know, theories about the, uh, there being no gas chambers in the Holocaust and there being oh God, yeah. way less people dying than they said and, and making Hitler out to be this way worse person. Like there's so many theories there. I mean, we don't even know what happened back then or, or why they were really at war. So you have to question everything and you have to like, look at every piece of history again, like with a grain of salt, like, okay, who what who was to gain here? Who was funding both sides of this thing? You know things like that. I definitely know we've funded both sides of of wars. So yeah, and I you know I don't know I haven't really I've never really touched the Holocaust thing much. I like some people have sent me stuff, but I'm like uh, it's not like yeah. it's not at the forefront of my you know right. I don't and I don't need people you know jumping on me about that right this second. But yeah, quite I mean absolutely question everything in in history because yeah i think they've really concocted history to suit their needs for sure it's his story right i was just gonna say that yeah (laughs) his story yeah Yeah. there's there's a lot of like truth locked away in in words yeah absolutely it reminds me of uh jordan maxwell did you ever did you ever look up his stuff back in the day i don't think so he you know some people may not be a fan of him. Maybe, maybe he's controlled or whatever. I know I think that's a, a rumor about just about everybody in the movement, but he would always talk about that maritime admiralty law and the use of language and the way that they control us through our birth certificate and through um, yes. you know, different words. And it was that real deep, deep stuff like that. And uh, that was what really got me thinking about that. You know, you go down the rabbit hole of um, what is like, you know, are we really property of a corporation? Is this even really how this whole thing works? Yes sovereign citizenship all that stuff so um, my last two episodes were on that oh really yeah you ever heard of of mark stevens i don't think so free i think it's the no state project okay but he's he's big into that he does things where you like uh you basically can challenge the government with words and you can get almost anything wiped away from you know tax irs um, harassment and tra- to traffic tickets. Yeah. And because there's no, they have no jurisdiction over us. We're free individuals. And just because we are physically standing in their imaginary lines right now does not make us, you know, it's a whole, like you probably talked about, it's a whole other podcast, but 
it's yeah. an interesting conversation. Um, Mark Stevens is a guy, if anyone wants to look him up, I'm pretty sure it's M-A-R-C. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of guys. Um, and I, I spoke to um, uh, Robert Michael and uh, Peter Stone. Peter Stone's with the Sovereign Project. And they, you know, yeah, Robert gave me like a whole history of, of everything. I mean, from like the Book of Enoch even to yeah. to how how uh, the United States of America is just a corporation. And um, they, they kind of placed this statutory law on top of our um, God-given rights, which is common law. This is, you know, the best of my ability to, to describe right, it, but right. uh, I'm, I'm still pretty new at it. But yeah, I mean, all this stuff like taxes, um, you know, your birth certificate, your license to drive a car, you don't need any of those things. And they're not, right. you know, you just buy, you buy in to those things uh, unwillingly. Because yep. because we're unaware, but they they yep. built it as a system of slavery, and they don't really give you the best options to opt out. Because if you are aware enough to opt out, then you have to live your entire. I mean, how do you get credit? How do you you know? There's so many things that they have you locked in in the matrix that yeah. you almost have to get that birth certificate and have to get that driver's license in order to participate. Because right. most places aren't going to accept you without a job, without a, you know a license or traveling from another country without a passport. You know things like that. So. It's a tough one, but it can be done. And I think if you plan it right and you have like some sort of off-grid community, it's, it's way more um, like doable and feasible. I have some friends who, who do it, but I, yeah, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out how to like opt out of the entire system without like, you know, turning you know, your life. I'm glad we, we just brought that up because, uh, my, you know, Derek Rose is. Derek Rose sounds familiar. Derek Rose is an activist and journalist out of Houston, Texas. He's um, back and forth from Mexico and Houston now, but he is a great guy. He's a friend now. Um, we've known each other for years. He is on tour doing the Activate tour or the Activation tour, and he's talking about just that, opting out of the system, decentralizing, um, creating freedom cells, like really good stuff. And there's like a guided meditation, a couple of talks, and he's uh, touring around the whole country. He's going to be in Orlando on October 27th, I believe. And um, I can send you the link. So you maybe you can check out, you know, something up in your area or uh, let other people know about it. But it's a good thing to go to not only to network with like minded people, um, but he's offering the type of solutions that we need to hear right now, like with all yeah. these crazy developments in the news and the way they're changing our world forever. Yeah. If you want to start planning to opt out of the system in as many ways as possible, this is something you want to probably attend. Yeah, absolutely. I, I advocate for that stuff big time because it's so it's so powerful. I mean, you can start um, learning about um, delivering notices of liability, um, you know, when they try to mandate you on all these things. And um, yeah, there's a lot you can do, like like Peter Stone said, um, from from your kitchen, you know, you don't even have to really be in their court. It kind of like it makes it your court. Right. Um, yeah, it's so so powerful when you when you know what your actual God given rights are. They they can't touch you, and even police don't have jurisdiction over you. And it's a lot of it is just up here because I think when you when you get someone to understand that all that stuff is just papers and words, and and you're just consenting to it all the time, and, and by consenting to it, you're making it legitimate. When yeah. people realize that, I mean, it's like. You can just walk around and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. No one owns me. I literally am just this walking, breathing, free human being. I'm not bound to anything. Now, yeah, if I pull out a gun and shoot somebody, the police are probably going to come chase me down and lock me in a cage. So don't do that. But it's like right. 
you are a free individual. And we were so constrained, I think, by those things from imaginary border lines to your, 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 you know, traffic laws or, or your um, tax laws that, which isn't even a law to pay, you know, I'm sure you know, your federal income tax, there's no law, but we pay it. Yeah. A lot of people do. They got us by the balls, man. It really is a, a matrix. It's terrible. It's terrible when you find out about all this stuff because it's just yeah. like you're so helpless now. They've really built. They've really built the cage around us pretty well. It's, but I think I think for that stuff to work, it like yeah, we need like massive non-compliance in the system. I agree. Yeah. I think that Chris Sky, the guy in Canada, said it best. You know, united non-compliance. Like just say no. That's the one thing that will that will stop this. You know if all of these people just hold strong and then their companies hopefully say no, just don't pay the fine. If, if, if the government's going to come after them, keep your business open. What are they going to do? Send three guys over to put a notice on the door, have a hundred people rally out front and have a party and eat lunch. Like yeah, we will keep the businesses open if we have to. I mean, I, I remember saying it in the beginning, I was like, if the mayor of Orange County, Florida really goes around, and start shutting down businesses that have been violating the mask rule or the sign in the window. Yeah. Like we will literally rally out front every day until the enforcers leave. Like I'm just, it's not going to have it. Enough of them have already been destroyed and I can't believe that they're, they're yeah. going to threaten this many businesses again. You know? Not to jump into the vaccines on you, but it's like no, obviously it's hot on the head. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a big thing right now. And, um, but to speak to that it's really scary how i mean yeah they're making these people these businesses destroy themselves really um out of fear because they think they're making them believe that they have the power to do this you know what i mean and they, they're like really pushing these like mandates and these fake not they're not laws you know they're these rules uh, but they're calling them laws in order to like dissolve the idea of like legitimate l legislation Right. You know, I mean, it's like straight out of like Hitler era or whatever, rise of Nazism. Um, mm -hmm. it, yeah. And so like and now in New York City, I don't know. Uh, it's a big thing. Um, yeah, they're mandating the vaccines on people. And I mean, they're saying like what Biden said, like uh, companies of 100 or or more yeah. have to mandate it. How can you man how can you mandate a medical procedure? <laughs> I mean, it breaks informed consent laws under their own system. I don't know. I really don't know how they're doing it. I, it's just, I'm still kind of a little at loss of words for that announcement. I thought the announcement would be something like that, but I didn't expect it to be that. You know, I thought mandating the federal workers maybe, but mm. for them to try that is just crazy. And, and then to call it a six prong plan, like what's the, re what's the other five? That's the first step. Like what the hell? I mean, I don't know if I can cuss on this show, but I almost just Absolutely. You know? <laughs> it's crazy, man. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to get too uh, discouraged because this is not a time that we probably need to. So probably a time we need to fight the most and, yeah. and stay positive. Cause I know a lot of people are, um, are struggling right now. I mean, I just talked to people that like, uh, my husband's going to cave and get it, unfortunately, or so-and-so mm -hmm. now I've got to quit my job. Now we've got to move. Like, they threw people into a downward spiral last night with that news. And like, it's just sad to see after everything else we've dealt with, just kicking people when they're down. And yeah, there's uh luckily there's more rallies planned. I don't know if you got what you guys have up there, but we've got stuff planned for the 18th. I know that's the next like worldwide day. Um, 
But uh, I made a jokingly post today just to put a feeler out there. I was like, maybe it's time to, to, to put the anonymous mask back on and go to DC. Like, I, I was like, who's, who's with me? Because that's, where are we at? I mean, how come people are rising up like Brazil or Australia or in um, France? Australia is bad, yeah. Why Australia is the model of what's coming here. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Yeah. The facial recognition check-ins and the, the dystopian, you know, police state that they're in. I mean, they're essentially under like a, just a funky martial law. Like, it's just like a weird one, but that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're on full lockdown. I mean, they can't travel more than like uh, three miles or something like that from, from their home. I mean, it's just crazy. I, I mean, I've seen people get arrested just sitting in a park. And I mean, I mean, this, how do you see this and not realize that your government is tyrannical? You, you know what I mean? Like, this, that is the very like core of tyranny. Yeah, I'd really love to be a fly on the wall right now with the last couple of weeks and if just of the people who thought this was all, you know, for our health and what they're thinking, because there's gotta be a point where regular people are going, wait a minute. Like I have seen some, like I saw a couple of tweets going around today. This guy said, I'm vaccinated. I'm for vaccines. I think we should promote them, but this is crazy. Like this is crazy to do this to everybody. And I'm like, well, that's, that says a lot because people who are in total disagreement with us on this topic are like, you can't force it, force it like that. I mean, we've been talking about this for almost like, at least I have eight to 10 years now. And people were always like, why are you guys protesting that? It's not like it's mandatory. It's not like it's mandatory. <laughs> and I've heard that over and over. And I just am like, hello, you know? I'm sorry, but y'all should have listened to Alex Jones and all these people who were screaming about it for 20 years because call them crazy, but they were freaking right. You know, but the, there's a conspiracy newspaper that was going around and it just got shared. It's an article from 2011. I'll pull it up for you. It is Bill Gates on the cover and it says, you know, depopulation by vaccination. Look at this. My goodness. I'm sure you all can see this uh, at least somewhat well enough. Okay, there you go. The zero carbon solution. So this is 2011, and people are already educating about toxic vaccines, Bill Gates, a depopulation agenda to mass vaccinate the entire world. There have been people sounding the alarm for so long, and we're still, still even just six months ago, we were called conspiracy. So I don't know how much more in your face you can get. Um, You know, it's, it's, if you haven't woke up by now, losing hope for those people that are left out there (laughs) i I definitely have heard some people like kind of wake up and be like hey man like this doesn't really make sense like i got the vax i got two shots like why am i still wearing a mask why am i you know so some people are there but amazingly there are still a lot of people who are like it's an emergency (laughs) like we this is to keep us safe like what are you cracked bro like (laughs) what's wrong with you yeah, but like, there's I mean, just but, no hope for you if you're not awake by now. There's none. And, and, but like you just said, there are there's a good chunk. And just like with major events like 9-11, you get a big chunk of people that, that it clicks with that event. And how, just think about how many more clicked with this event, even worldwide. So the amount of people that we have on our side, especially with the vaccine and the medical choice fight, has grown a lot. They might not be ready to protest. They might not be ready to turn their social media into a truther platform yet. But 
they're silently supporting and they're awakening a sleeping giant with this. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to keep telling myself is, is there's a lot of people that are about to, to never believe the media again. They're never going to believe these so-called scientists again, because like you just said, they wore two masks, they took two vaccines and they want them to keep doing more of that shit. And it's yeah. just, everyone's going to have a breaking point. Like, how do you not see the business model like scam? You know what I mean? Like it's like this is this is an old scam, like an old scheme. Right. You know, you keep moving the goalposts. Like right. I mean, oh, I'm pretty is that one not working? Don't worry, I got another one right here. <laughs> I just happen to have it, and if that one doesn't work, I've got another one. Yeah, I mean, it's like a like a guy selling mops like door to door, like get you know type of scheme. Like it's not that hard to figure it out. You know why though? It's like that. I just told somebody about this. You know how they make fun of um, holistic doctors and people on, in our movement as quacks and kooks and yeah. snake oil salesmen. Yeah. You know where that phrase comes from? The Rockefeller family, who has basically took control of our media, medicine, yeah. education, energy, climate, all that. Petroleum-based medicine. Right? All of it. They, when they took over the medicine and started the pharmaceutical companies, the original snake oil salesman was the Rockefeller great-grandfather. <laughs> He was a snake oil salesman and was scamming people. So the person who started our modern day medicine and pharmaceutical industry is the snake. But we are demonized as snake oil salesmen when we are giving people, you know, healthy herbs, essential oils, medicinal plants. So it's just an upside down world, man. They love to invert things. They invert things on people. It's so backwards. It's so backwards. But yeah, you know, and, and to be really clear... I was never somebody who considered myself um, anti-vax or anything. I didn't have any strong opinions on it like two years ago, Um, except maybe that I was like, I had a pretty healthy distrust of like the medical, you know, industrial complex and doctors because my family was always like that. Like my my parents are like, I don't trust those doctors. Like I I don't need to go to those dogs, you know what I mean? So I had a pretty healthy distrust. Like I I didn't feel like I needed to get all these things. So Mm -hmm. I typically didn't, but but I did get some. Like I think I only got like a tetanus shot. I got talked into a tetanus shot, but I started studying medical science and and vaccines and, and all this stuff. And when you do that, you really realize how useless and harmful they are. Right. I try to tell people that they're not even, they're not safe or necessary. I actually just spoke at a city council meeting yesterday at Winter Park about the vaccine mandate for their employees. And we're trying to stop it as we are many places. And they had the nerve to bring up again, an argument that I've been shooting dead for, you know, a long time now about, oh, well, these are all these diseases that we eradicated. And it's like, Nah, bro. No, we didn't. <laughs> they were they were eradicated before the vaccine, but they have no knowledge on the subject. And I, I'm going to go back in there and educate them about this at the next meeting. But it just goes to show you, everyone is working under that false premise that they eradicated all these horrible things and that they basically are the reason our parents and grandparents survived polio and this and that. Polio. I hear polio all the time. I'm wow. reading a I'm reading a book right now called The Moth and the Iron Lung. Um, oh, I've heard about that. Forrest Mayretty. And it details how polio was caused by lead arsenic. They're using Paris green. Um, yeah. And later DDT, they were like spraying people with it. And, yeah. and yeah, it has absolutely caused paralysis and, and, you know, all of these, the same effects in people. And they blamed it on a virus that's never been I, isolated. 
I don't know if you've looked into the into terrain theory yet or like the virus yep. isolation thing. Yep. Yeah, none of it. Yeah, and, and the same thing is like they would. It's it's interesting. I'm glad you brought up polio because they did the same thing with COVID. They yep. just changed some classifications around, and now that the criteria is different, you're you're classifying more things as polio. So the polio numbers were going up, and then they had this problem, and then they bring in the solution, and it was the vaccine. But the the it was really already down. They made it uh, falsely look like it was going up, brought the vaccine in, it just kept going down. They gave the vaccine all the credit. Yep. And then when it was almost naturally eradicated with true herd immunity, the vaccine kept it around. Just imagine that. They, there's a, a report in mainstream news in India, the only strain of polio left is the wild vaccine or the vaccine strain. Right in Sudan. Yeah, I posted an article uh, about that. It's just crazy to think that they did the same thing with COVID. You know, they... they change the way they classified everything to show a big spike and then they change the way it again and make it show up downward and um they what they do with polio they just renamed it now you have guillain-barre you have all these yes. myelitis and different paralysis names and right. um, people say polio has gone well no people have a, all these other names of things people still have polio it's just it's all tricky. from the shot though it's like it's your body detoxing from the toxins that they're pumping into you you know yeah. what i mean because that's how the body works um, and you can see, like, I think even uh, Tom Cowan in his book, The Contagion Myth, has, like, graphs uh, where they, you can see the, um, during polio, when, when they declined in, like, DDT usage, you know, that's when polio also declined. So, yeah, th yeah there's so much evidence, you know, and, it, and, and if you study this stuff, it's always the same playbook, like, even, you know, HIV, AIDS. Um, GMO mosquitoes, same playbook. They, they did it with... Um, the microcephaly, the head, the brain, the head swelling in Brazil, and they blamed it on. I'm going to mess the story up, but it's the same playbook where it, pesticides cause something. They blame yeah. Zika mosquitoes. Oh, we can bring in the GMO mosquito now, the biotech industry. Yeah. And then they make the problem worse, and then leave, and then it's just same same formula. Right. Always like you know, like pandemics and illnesses. There's always like a toxin in the background. Um, including, um, you know, EMF radiation, like there's a new electrification with every pandemic, you know, right. Spanish flu. I had Arthur Furstenberg on the show. Spanish flu had uh, radio towers, I believe it was. Um, yeah, I mean, you can chronicle the, the whole thing. So there's always, there always seems to be that, that thing in the background. Mm -hmm. Yep, um, it's crazy how, you, once you figure out kind of how they work, you can kind of see it coming for the most part, obviously we weren't like, we know that a pandemic will be here at the end of 20, you know, 19. We didn't say that, but you knew another big one was coming. We knew they were going to try to enslave us in a way. We just didn't know if it was going to be an alien attack, a climate disaster, <laughs> uh, an outbreak, another terrorist thing, you know. Um, Do you think yeah, there'll be an alien thing? I, part of me does. Part of me feels like that's one of the last cards. Right. And I don't know what I even mean by last cards, but like the last card I can think of. Yeah. Um, but I think it's there. There's so much, there's so much foreshadowing. There's so much in our movies. There's so much indoctrination and um, softening up for our entire lives. Just think about Star Wars, Star Trek, all these space alien things and planets. And they yeah. have convinced us so much that, that they're out there and that they're probably going to come here and independence day us. So it's just so like, predictive programming if it ever happened people would go you know it's just like the movie you know it's just like what i've uh, been you know been ready to see so and they have the technology now so who knows you know
Yeah, it's very possible, like, especially you read about Project Blue Book and all that stuff. But and especially yeah. like talking about indoctrination through through the media and movies, you know, the whole zombie thing, zombie yeah, viruses. Yeah, it's a good I, point. Yeah, of course. The zombie games. A, yeah, that's been a thing forever. Ever. I mean, what's going on there? That makes me wonder if <laughs> I don't want to scare anybody, but I wonder if that's what we're getting this winter. You know, like all the vaccinated people are going to freaking turn into God knows what. Some of the studies I read, man, <laughs> make me believe it's possible. I don't know if they if if they can actually do that, but I feel like they want to. Um, if you read and about I don't know some if of the... it would be in the like traditional sense, you know, like arms yeah, up no. and like uh, moaning like in a scary movie, but like something that resembles that. And I mean, hell, you can almost say it's already here just by the way people stare at their phones and break their neck and you know, yeah. are already sort of zombies, but it's just crazy to think, man. I Have you ever seen that really weird Senate or Congress hearing where the, the guy's like reading the classified document and he's like classified um, in case of an emergency of classified and we would be running from classified and flesh eating classified. Holy shit. And he's like, he's literally reading it like that. And he's like, or otherworldly beings with strength classified. And like, he's, this is what he's, the words he's reading. It's, it's unbelievable. Wow. Old video from like the nineties or something, but uh, it's like that old, um, you know, FEMA continuity of government. Like if there was a big enough disaster, they can suspend all the powers and, and turn it over to FEMA or something. And then you have like, now right. you have justification for everything. Like well, didn't Trump do that already? Like he, he kind of, he did something with FEMA. He, well, I mean, DHS has contracts with Walmart and uh, other big box stores. So in the event of something crazy, they blame uh, a sudden influx of immigration is what the old FEMA camp excuse was. But we all know that, you know, how would that ever happen? What is a million Mexicans immediately just going to come here one day? No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. And that's not even a threat. They would all just come over here and be regular people looking for work anyway. Yeah. So it's clearly for... I don't know, us or something sinister. Yeah. And um, going back to the zombie thing, have you seen the uh, the Amazon thing that was posted? This is legit. I forget what part of their website, but it was oh, somewhere cool. in their small print. It talked about like um, a- an event where like flesh eating, di- like a disease that caused people to basically turn into zombies happened. I didn't see this. I know there was some like weird zombie manual at the CDC or something about how to prepare for a zombie attack or right. something like that. But yeah, yeah, they did that sure. too. Yeah, but this, this was a separate thing. I'll, maybe I'll I'll see if I can cut it in. But um, yeah, it's it's like I posted the link and everything. I I verified it. It seemed legit. But they're literally talking about like flesh eating people and stuff. And yeah, the CDC. Some of that I wonder, though, is if it's because I always tell people this. I think there's, you know, an agenda to keep regular people in fear. And that's yeah. from things like climate change and terrorism and uh, the virus. But there's also, I think, an agenda to keep people like us in fear. And that's from FEMA camps and, you know, yeah. doomsday, you know, EMP attack, China or whatever the hell they use. And I, I always have to remind people that we can't get caught up in fear on our side too. It's like, oh, yeah. we're awake and aware, but we can still be in fear. You can be like, oh my gosh, you know, they're going to come to my door. They're going to FEMA campus, whatever. Like how long has uh, people have Alex Jones and people been talking about that, you know, and it's never happened. Yeah. So 
and, and some people, if you listen to them too much, they'll have you thinking it's going to come every summer. I remember that, you know, listening to, you know, no disrespect to Mike Adams and Alex Jones, but if you listen to those two guys enough, you're going to think that China is going to invade or we're going to have, um, you know, the whole world's going to end about every summer. Right. But, um, and they've woken up a lot of people and they do some respectable work and have great guests, but I'm just saying. We have, have to take certain have information. To be mindful of that, yeah. You have yeah. to take the good and leave the bad and be mindful of those fear campaigns for us too, I think. Like Jade Helm, do you remember that big thing? No. Military exercise in 2015 and they were, uh, you know, everybody thought we were going to get like rounded up and it was this huge military exercise all over the country and nothing really ever materialized from it that we know of, you know, maybe they were planning for something that's still yet to come, but there was a lot of theories and a lot of people were freaked out. Like, you know, I would say if Jade Helm was going on during uh, the shutdown, people would have been really freaked out. Wow. That's strange. I never heard about that, but that's a really great point. It's, it's important not to be in fear because I think, I think they really want us to be in fear. I think that they, they uh, thrive off of that. And if you, you know, if you've ever read about Tesla, and believe in like you know frequency and vibration and energy yeah. and that whole thing yeah. um i think that there's a lot to be said about you know the the frequency um of fear and i yeah. think i think the people people in power um not to go too deep here but i think that they they definitely feed off of that and um it's a necessity for them to keep keep the people in fear. So you really have to be like cognizant of that and not let yourself get sucked into it too much. Yeah, especially focusing on these topics so much, man. It's, it's a lot of um, you know disheartening things and dark topics. I think you have to keep the higher vibration because you're yeah. right. That's where they want us. And you know, some people will ask, why do they do X, Y, and Z? You know, is it to take our guns? Is it to make money? I said maybe, but that's like this much of it. They don't really care about that stuff. It's way deeper usually. And usually it's to keep us in fear, to keep us divided, to, you know, um, desensitize you for what's to come four years, eight years down the road. You know, like for instance, Sandy Hook, that was something I was very involved with. And yeah, that topic, not only did it give me a lot of harassment, the most of any topic, <sighs> but it wasn't just to take the guns. It was to keep us in fear. It was to turn our schools into prisons. It was to make yeah. people think that nowhere's safe anymore. Not a movie theater, not your elementary school. It was to pit people against each other with the gun debate. There were so many, there's like 12 little bullet points I personally think they have when they carry out these agendas. And, and to make money or to take the guns or to do the, the, the ones that are always shouted about, I think are way down on the list. That's true. No. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never knew what to think about that whole thing. But it does, you know, like everything else, it didn't seem right to me. I did. I saw those videos of like, the parents talking where they seemed like they were preparing like, like the, yeah. as if they were acting. And yeah. I, I'm not saying anything else. Because I don't I haven't researched it. But that looked very odd to me. I, I'm an actor of over 20 years. And I know what it looks oh, like. So you know, yeah, I know what it looks like. What's can you that? hear that? Yeah, I can. Okay, hold on. Let me let me stop that because yeah, please. I don't want that all in the video. No worries. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. That. Yes. Yeah, so you probably you know picked up on some things there because I don't care what you say, man. Some grieving people people can grieve differently, but some of those videos are very very telling. Yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is like what's up with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why is this dude like, 
He, I mean, he looks like he's in an acting class and he, he's like prepping for a, for a scene I, that does, doesn't make yeah. sense to me. So, you know, no disrespect, but people have to ask questions and we got to get off this thing. We're like, Oh, it's disrespectful. It's never disrespectful to ask for more information. That's yeah. how you learn. Exactly. You know, you what know I mean? that, that topic, because it has to do with children yeah. is why you get more heat. Um, yeah. I had to be very careful. You have to be careful how you talk about it because it's an emotional thing to talk about 9-11. It's even more emotional to bring children into it. So yeah. it's harder for people to accept that you're even asking questions, but yeah. they, they still have to be done. You know, I was filming court cases that had to do with that, that topic. And I got so much heat from it, from regular people, from people in the truth community. Like, how, how dare you? And I'm like, I filmed the courtroom from start to finish. Really? Like, and people were losing their minds. Now, yes, in, in other instances, I was, you know, calling out inconsistencies with the event. I even confronted one of the alleged parents one time, but. Really? Yeah. But what was that like? Um, <laughs> what was it like? Well, he's the, <laughs> like, in my opinion, he's the one that they picked to take on the theories and the truth. And he's like the outspoken one. So he's like very, um, he's been very hard at work. And mm-hmm. he basically targets all the people who are the loudest about it. And they have tactics and ways of making you not ask so many questions. Yeah, sure. our main, The main whistleblower for that event was targeted and harassed. And he went to court against this parent. who well, I won't even say his name because I don't even want to get you deplatformed because his <laughs> name literally could get you deplatformed. It's probably going to happen anyway. But yeah, they would go to, they would go to court because, you know, whistleblower asking questions. Well, this parent who I think is a government agent is, you know, they're going neck and neck and I was filming the court cases. Simple as that. And uh, it's a crazy one. Yeah. I don't, I think it was a drill portrayed as a real event. I don't think anything happened in that building. I think it was closed. Those kids had been moved to another school many months prior. We Mm -hmm. found receipts of the lunch being delivered there. It was, the school wasn't even open. That's so crazy. That in a nutshell. <laughs> I also don't think anyone died at the Boston firecracker. Yeah, I remember like you sent me an, a documentary on that, and then my account on Instagram got disabled like that same day, so I lost it. <laughs> but I have to, I have to watch that. Well, I hope it wasn't that video. Yeah, it was probably called the Boston Unbombing. Um, yes. Yeah. There's a guy. I don't know if he's a film director, dude, or he's got some type of expertise, but he narrates and points out every frame of that event in slow motion from every camera angle and it will blow you away i mean the entire story is wrong people are running around doing really weird things it looks like a movie set and you would probably be able to pick up on it um there's people who just pop out of the storefronts in like hoods and glasses and are like putting props on people and then squirting things on the ground and running i mean I did see some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's really crazy. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say that all of them are like that, but I think that there was a little. Uh, we had a run where quite a few of them were. So, what what's the story with the with the alleged bombers? Were do you, were they um, just part of the whole deal, or what? Because I, mean, I don't that's, know. That's a tough one, man. Yeah. I think there's multiple uh, scenarios, and sometimes like let's just say that this was the scenario you have two guys that are maybe some little wannabe terrorists the government's been watching them Mm. they hire a guy to go in and recruit them they have no idea who's just befriended them little do they know he works for the fbi they start working with this dude and they plan an attack and then when the day it happens 
they get double crossed, everything goes wrong. They're put at the scene of the crime and set up. The whole operation goes, they're used as patsies and now they're on the run. So they, they are somewhat involved, but it's almost like they were set up. And I think that's a common one, but. Sounds familiar. Like it sounds like a Oswald, right? Yeah. Similar to that. Yeah. You know, I think that's something similar that happened here in Orlando with the Pulse nightclub shooting. Oh, uh, a lot of people think that one was a no casualty event, but I personally think people were killed there. Yeah. People will say you live there and you can't see the forest and the trees. No one died. They were all actors. And Hey, I'll, I'll debate it. It's cool, but I think people, their lives were taken at that one. But I also think that that guy was set up or had lots of help. Um, but it's tough to say, you know, we don't, with these events, all we can really do is speculate about what happened. I think at the end of the day with 9-11 and all of them, for the most part, you can just say the official story is a lie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's, we play, we play this game forever trying to say who died or who did what or how involved. Yeah. I mean, you can look at the science of 9-11. That's the thing, you know, I, I, I love looking into the science and stuff because that makes the most sense. I mean, when you're finding like thermetic residue in the dust of, of the towers, <laughs> you know, and, and then you they're, they're just like assaulting basic physics, you know, saying that buildings uh, crumbled into dust through the path of greatest resistance at free right. fall speed. Uh, what? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that... no, the, the architects and engineers, I think, cleared that one up really well, you know, yeah. with that topic. And there's even been some rulings in some uh, mainstream articles that admit that yeah. something else was used in the buildings. But again, like we talked about in the beginning of our talk here is it's been so long now that people just go, eh. That's the thing. And that that's my biggest fear with the whole COVID thing, too, is that it'll become another 9-11 where people just talk about it like it's some like wacky conspiracy theory and they'll be like yeah man you know there's a lot of truth to that but nobody ever does shit about it yeah i hate you know i hate that nobody ever does shit about it yeah that's the problem you know it's you know i have a little bit of i I like some of our silent supporters but those are the ones we need right now you know we need the people to speak up that know these things that are silently knowing the truth and not only that not just speaking up but stop consenting and, and 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 giving your your vote to these uh, corporations or your dollar to these places or your mindset to these news agencies that right. is voting for all those things you know it's not checking a box on a ballot but you're still giving them all power and i think that when yeah. you're like oh yeah i know i wish all this would stop but if you're still eating chick-fil-a every day and you still watch cnn it's like no you don't want it to stop you want to keep getting lied to and you want to keep getting poisoned because that's what you support yeah that's so people, i think it's like we all have to, even me included, everyone, we have to like work on ourselves almost more than the world because if we all fixed ourselves, it would just, you know, it would all stop. For sure. And that that's one of the most frustrating aspects of everything too is like a, a large portion of the movement, people who are awake to this are still like in the clutches of mainstream media and they believe in the the farce that is like elections and and that whole thing and you know i've been guilty of it of course but it's about you know evolving and and you know gathering more information and teaching yourself and and yeah i've tried to you know remove myself like tried not to order from amazon and you know try to change my lifestyle so every everybody can do something but there are those people who are just still so you know awake but asleep at the same time yeah. 
and I, you know, I can't knock too many of them. Cause like you just said, we're all guilty of it at some point, you know, I've, I, I canceled cable, but I've still watched uh, one of those streaming apps here and there. I'm, I'm guilty of it, but yeah. very rarely, you know, I have to drive up. We drove gasoline cars to the pipeline protests. We had to get there. We didn't have the solution yet. So it's like, you have to play in their game at some point, you know, can you talk to any activist that's out there that doesn't use a bank, doesn't have a license, has gotten rid of everything and is completely off grid? No, most people aren't. Yeah. But you can also start at least, you know, throwing a garden or collecting rainwater or starting to wear your little like educational shirt or start those conversations or something small, I'm sure everybody can do. And that just to go kind of from full circle is, is the we are change motto. It's to be the change you wish to see. It's not just protest on 9-11's anniversary or protest on the million mass march it is live your activism so it's like voting with your dollar voting with your uh, attention voting with your words your actions yeah. you know being the change uh, as gandhi said so that's what we try to tell people man because i remember i remember early on you try to change the government you're going to spin your wheels yeah you run into all these walls and say oh we've got them we've got them we've got them beat all we have to do is do this and no, it's all corrupt, all of it. Yeah. So if you worry about yourself and your own community locally and your own like surroundings, way more change can happen. You know, I've seen people cure their cancer with organic raw vegan protocols. I've seen people turn off their TV and free their mind from this mental slavery of the system. I've seen people, you know, opt out of the system because they understood more, not because they started voting for a particular guy. Like that's not what no, no change has ever been, you know, voted in. It just there there hasn't ever been any real change from a politician. I don't think you know they give you like piecemeal uh, changes, maybe, but for the like most move part, the pieces around on the board. Yeah, like it took like yeah. what until Obama till we had like uh, gay marriage or whatever they let like gay people get married or you yeah. know whatever you. How long did um, Obamacare last or how long did Trump stop the wars for? I mean, did those things really happen? Did they really change anything? No, no. It's always the illusion of the illusion of change and the illusion of choice. And and it's like, you know, things that you should have had anyways, always. Yeah. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. (laughs) Absolutely. I like that. Yeah, that's great. The the whole system just needs to be dismantled, really. Um, but what what is it like in in Florida right now? Because I I can tell you right here in New York City, a lot of people talk about Florida like it's this um, perfect dreamland where everything is cool and you're totally free. What what's the reality? like in florida right now i did visit back like last november and i mean it's a lot better than new york city but a lot of places are right so if you're comparing it to australia yeah maybe it is a dreamland but it's not all peaches and cream we have our major cities and those counties are dominated by tyrannical leaders that are very um keen on masks and vaccine mandates We have been fighting masks in schools in all different counties around Florida, back and forth. DeSantis wins, the schools win. The state comes in and defends them. Then the schools win. Then the courts rule this. It's been a roller coaster. So yes, we're freer than most, but we still have mandates from uh, Disney has mandated all their employees. We have plenty of employer mandates. 
So, you know, every time we get an employer mandate in Florida, someone says, well, Ron DeSantis banned vaccine mandates. Ron DeSantis banned. No, our governor banned companies from requiring the public to show a vaccination passport or vaccination status upon entry. He hmm. didn't ban anything for employer to employees. That's what people have the uh, disconnect there. So yeah, big companies are mandating and we've got schools mandating masks. Now I can go pretty much anywhere I want in downtown Orlando, one of the most strict places in the state. I never wear a mask anywhere. And I don't ever get bothered anymore either, especially since we reopened. It was pretty bad in the beginning. But yeah. since then, you know, I'm good as long as I don't go in like a federal building or like, a, you know, something like the airport. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people are flocking here like crazy. I'm actually in real estate for my day job. That's why this is not what I do activism in. So people are flocking here like crazy. And it's I might need a hookup, man. <laughs> I mean, if you want to come down, we've got plenty of space. <laughs> Maybe It's just the demand is so crazy. It's wow. it's out of control. So um I don't know when that's ever going to slow down, but uh, the weather and the fact that we've got it better than most states, you know, the only place that's got us beat right now is Texas. Yeah. Um, Texas and Montana are doing a little bit more for banning the employee mandates, banning the masks in schools. Florida's doing good, but we got a lot of shine for a bit, but now we're like, DeSantis is like, he's falling behind. He, I don't know what he's waiting for to really just hammer them with the same way Texas and uh, Montana. He's a, he's a puppet. I, I think they're, I think they're all puppets. At the end of the day, yeah. unfortunately. I think he's I good, he's good popping people. Yeah. I mean, he sat at the table with, um, with people that are, that are in the club. So he's not free from the manipulation and the control and the puppeteering at all. Right. No, I think that for the most part, those places like Texas and Florida are kind of like, you know, they're building them up as kind of honey pots. Um, and you know, God knows what they're going to do after they draw in all the conservatives. Um, well, but funny you say that not to cut you off, but mm -hmm. we actually have little do people know and not to scare off anyone coming here. We have a forced vaccine law on the books in Florida. Yes. So under a state of emergency, the public health officer can mandate that someone be forcibly vaccinated with the help of a police officer. That's a very alarming bill. It's been on the books in Florida for a very long time never been used, never even been brought up. But the fact that it's there is concerning and we've tried to get it removed, but we just haven't had any luck yet. So people need to be aware of that. If anybody's in Florida watching this, you know, keep that on your radar and, um, you know, follow the Florida Freedom Keepers and uh, they have more information on that. We're going to be fighting that more as time goes on. And DeSantis knows that. Um, and uh, I lost my train of thought here. Uh, but yeah, and it's funny, like, you know, you mentioned out, outlawing mandates, but it's like, how, why do we need to outlaw mandates for things that a law is supposed, is in place for anyway? You know what I mean? Like, we have informed consent laws, which supersedes yeah. all of that. So it's like, are you going to make a law to say that you need to uphold the law? That yeah, it's weird. They, they've, they've found a way to hide behind the guise of public health trumps all. That's what they've done. Right. It's like they pushed away, like you said, the informed consent or yeah. anything else. It's like we have a parental bill of rights in Florida, a law. And it's almost like it just got sidestepped when they made the ruling to, to keep the mask mandates in schools. And it's just like I learned with some of these other topics, man. Just when you think that they're supposed to do, be doing things right, they just break the rules. They break yeah. the rules. I've seen a FOIA hearing, Freedom of Information Act. 
I've seen the judge in a FOIA hearing tell, uh, let the, def or what did he do? He, they basically told a witness not to show up for a hearing. So imagine like the prosecution calling the witness on the other side and saying, don't come today. We don't need you showing up. It's not going to be good for our side. That's how much power these people have. It's supposed to be a Freedom of Information Act hearing and you have people manipulating and sending witnesses home. Like it's a kangaroo court, man, especially if you ever get yeah. up high enough. That's that's the legal system. And, you know, we talk about that in my, in my like common law podcast because it's, you know, they can really do anything they want. And I have a friend who was a lawyer for a long time and she says she spent like nine or ten years watching that happen in courtrooms, like where they just made up their own rules. And they can do that. That's why they've implemented the legal system. It's not a lawful system because yeah. it's a corporation and they operate it however they want. And they've been tweaking it for decades and decades. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. And until more people are educated on how all that convoluted crap works, yeah. it's going to keep unknowingly consenting. And, you know, yeah. Netflix and just going to your job every day. It's like, oh, I'm not consenting to anything, you know, bad. I'm not participating. I'm not allowing war to happen. I'm not allowing theft. It's like, yes, every day that you're silent, we're drone bombing children in Yemen. We're funneling money, $52 billion a day for NASA, $60 million a day for Israel or whoever it goes to. And it's like, nobody knows. Like George Carlin said, nobody knows. Mm. Nobody seems to care. Dude. It's just. He was so ahead of his time. I love Carlin. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He, if he was around today, man, I don't know. Yeah. They probably would have killed him off anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably by now. Yeah. Some people I do wonder if it would just be too obvious and they just let them go. They're like, no, we don't, let's not take him out. Under, under, underscore it too much, everything he said. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but it's, it's definitely crazy. Um, well... So what else? <laughs> I forgot a yeah. lot losing my train of thought here. There's so much to think about. It is because you can go in any direction really with it. Yeah. So so what are the main things that you're you're working on in Florida now? Um, what's your um... um well I mean right now it's it's you see you see it on your television or your your, your phone screen every day. <laughs> you know, the vaccine, the stopping these mandates unmasking the children that's what we've been doing we've been going to school board meetings city council meetings trying to stop the mayor having rallies we've got a rally coming up uh september 18th with the firefighters because they're trying to mandate our firefighters in orange county to take the vaccine or lose their job there's a lot of them over 100 of them that want to stand up and say no and it's a powerful group of people that they can't just fire and they're a good model for people to work off of you know if, if these people stand up and they roll this mandate back it's going to encourage other departments, other businesses, and people to say they can't fire us all. So that's what we're really focused on right now is just getting groups, different groups to come together and stand up on this day. It's a worldwide freedom day happening in countries all over the world. I think we've got mm -hmm. two locations in Florida, Fort Lauderdale and Orlando. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that's the main thing we're working on. But you guys don't have like restaurants putting up the VAX uh, signs for indoor dining yet, right? No, that is the thing that Governor DeSantis outlawed was okay. not ask the public. Now, he did lose that battle with the cruise ships. The cruise oh, really? ships took it to court. Apparently, for now, a judge has ruled that they can ask. So, 
You can do anything in Florida without a vaccine except go on a cruise. They can ask? Yeah, they're, they're requiring vaccines to get on the boat. How? How do you supersede like basic rights? I don't understand how that works. Apparently a judge ruled in favor of the CDC and the cruise ships. I don't know how that works either. These judges are totally crooked, man. They got to take it to the Supreme Court, I think. And even then, you know. That's what has to happen. Yeah. But again, you're right. What Do we trust those people? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Ultimately, you can't trust anybody in the system. But like I said, we have laws that supersede all of this crap. So it's like, yeah. you can't. How are you upholding it under your crazy ass system? Makes no yeah, damn so, sense. So that's what we're up to. Um you know, we, we've, it's almost like I can't keep up. There's so many school board meetings. They're getting, they're growing. More people are speaking out at these things. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's what needs to happen. You just got to keep up the pressure. I tell people that no matter what the ruling has been or what the decision has been made, public pressure can almost change anything. If you show yeah. up with 10,000 people at the state house or outside the governor's mansion, the media is going to show up. Social media is going to blow up. People are going to start talking. And sometimes all you have to do is get that conversation going and then, the elected leaders are like, okay, we just want to make this go away now. And so now they're looking at options to make it go away. So it works sometimes. It really does. Um, even if, you know, you have 10 people out there and you just chant for a couple hours and you feel like you accomplished nothing, you could have inspired someone. It could have grown into something bigger. You know, you just never know. And, we, and, and like I tell people, the other option is to, you know, sit on your ass and just sulk about it. So yeah. you might as well go out and fight, you know. I think there's a lot to be said for doing that stuff. I do wish um, there there was more energy spent too. At the same time, like you know, uh, standing outside of colleges and and like passing out paperwork to students who who don't know what to do. You know, right now they're they're telling college kids to download this Vax Pass and that they can't get into school. You know what I mean? Like passing out legal paperwork or just like hit you know hitting spots like that. Um, because yeah, you know, protesting is good, but but uh, you got to do a little bit of everything. I'm glad you mentioned that because you're so right. It is such a small piece of the puzzle. And like, it's a lot of what I do, but I try to remind people that it's like, it's not the most important thing. It just has its place. Yeah. And Joshua Coleman, who I got to give the biggest shout out to one of my biggest inspirations the last three or four years, activist out in California, he started the VS for vaccine campaign. Yeah. So everybody check out vsforvaccine.com to learn more. But the big red and black signs you always see me with is his campaign replicated in Florida. And we've done 100 foot highway banners. We've done airplane banners. We've done, uh, uh, what's the other one I'm missing? Oh, billboards. And we do these uh, large sign. And just like you said, we target specific events and we do more so of like a public education demonstration mm -hmm. instead of a protest because screaming at an empty city hall building on a Saturday it's not doing so much. Can't really get everybody there on a Monday morning either. So uh, the Daytona 500 is coming to town. Why don't we go get some very specific messaging that's going to educate the right people at 250,000 people event? That's where, what we started doing. And um, just so everyone knows, like more of what I've been up to is pretty much that is replicating that with the Florida Freedom Keepers in Orlando and now we've got chapters all over Florida and we take out these big signs and big banners and we give people the informed consent that the government and the industry won't. We yeah. teach them about the exemptions of liability, the injury payout, the ingredients, the, uh, all the things about the vaccine industry. And um, we've done Oprah tour stops, football games, uh, 
you know, all kinds of different events. And just like you said, it's key to focus on those people. So like right yeah. now we should be, we should be at like schools or we should be at these yeah. concerts that they're requiring the past and educating those people or, um, you know, more targeted approaches because, you know, meet me at the park this Saturday to just wave signs. Yeah. It has its place, but that's way down on the totem pole. Yeah. And I get frustrated because, I mean, you guys in Florida seem like you got a pretty organized and like respectable looking group, but I get frustrated here because there's a lot of people who really make us look bad, you know, yeah. not, not trying to like, you know, speak ill of anyone, but um, you got people like with like paper mache masks on and like, you know, crazy costumes and, yeah. and, you know, waving like political stuff like Trump flags. And I don't think that's going to help the kid, you know, and, and what we get from that is like more people snickering and laughing and making a joke out of us. Um, yeah. so I've been really frustrated with, with some of the movement here, um, because they don't, they don't take that extra step to really like appear respectable and organized and yeah a lot of it is like screaming at empty mansions on on a saturday when they could be at a college so it's it's about yeah. finding that balance and and you know being just looking respectable as possible i think it's a really tough challenge man i've been dealing with that my entire time doing this i remember in the beginning you know you'd show up and like the first three people that show up there with you are like the three crazy people from downtown like one of them is homeless guy <laughs> One's this lady with like, you know, this purple dress on and this weird sign. And you're like, what the fuck? The media is going to show up and take a picture of her and him. And we are screwed. The entire yeah, that, event is going to be ruined. Like, I get it. And, and that is part of why Joshua Coleman started doing the thing. Like, hey, man, we're going to dress in red jumpsuits like the pit crew at Daytona 500. No other outfits. We're going to use these signs and these signs only. So as much as we are for freedom to make ourselves heard and more effective, we did create some rules for some of our events. Some of them, it's a free-for-all. Make whatever sign and costume you want. But for certain events, we're like, hey, we're going to look the part. And we're going to make this look like a production and make us like be respected. And people are going to go, wow, they have like, like you said, they kind of looks like they have their shit together over there. You know, everyone wore the same thing. They all have the same stuff. And I think that was like, more so it than everything was to make us like more well-received because it's already super controversial. It's already triggering. Right. We'd much rather someone go, oh man, that's so cool. They're dressed like the freaking football players or they're dressed like referees, you know, they have whistles and they, but oh, now I want to talk to them a little more, you know, it's, it lightens the mood. Um, so I would wear that hazmat suit sometimes because <laughs> most people would just start laughing and then we would start having a conversation and I'm like, wow, this is much better than them going, you crazy anti-vaxxer, I hope you die. Like first they yeah. start, we start off soft and, you know, warm instead of, you know, cold and dark. Yeah. Um, but that's part of it, man. And you just have to, you just got to do it. I have a funny story where we had this crazy, like lady with like a really wild abortion sign and it was like, covered in blood and it was like massive. And she jumped right in our group picture and yeah. she just, she just like paced the, our event with her really gruesome sign. I think some people have paid I'm to like, do that. There's no place for this right now. Like, yeah. So we have our group picture and I want to post it. I straight up Photoshopped her sign and like, <laughs> like colored it black or something. It was like, I'm not, I'm not, you're not ruining our group shot. So yeah, you just have to work with those things, man. It's like a, it's like the universe is giving you a challenge. Like, all right, now you got to really accomplish this protest with Mr. Crazy Town over here on the corner too. I really do believe some of those people are pla are planted for a reason to make to make That's you possible. look bad. Yeah, That's or, even, 
Someone even said some of those signs are like NLP or something. I don't know what what you think oh, about that. that. Like um ling- like some kind of linguistic programming. Like sometimes there's signs that just like they're phrased in such a way that like oh, that people bring signs like that on purpose? Yeah, or like they make signs like that. I don't know. I've never really heard of that. That's interesting though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if what if there's I don't know how much truth there is in that, but it's it's interesting yeah. to think about. We also don't deal with much um, like trolls and counter protesters in Orlando. You know, you see more of that in New York City, L.A., yeah. uh, big, like large metropolitan cities. Orlando is still just thought of as like, you know, family town and Disney and stuff. It's like we just don't have the we don't have Antifa. Like, you know, we had the George Floyd rallies for weeks and there was like one little 17 year old Antifa kid for the whole <laughs> 50,000 protests. So. Wow. We just, it's weird. We don't have that here. People are always like, are you afraid about, you know, shills and trolls and counter? I'm like doing this a long time. They don't exist in Orlando. I'm like, maybe it's only city's bad. I hear it's much worse than some of those like Dallas, um, Chicago. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we have this like same group of people that show up just to like rile us up. I, I don't want to give them any like, you know, attention. So I won't mention names, but there's this, woman who wears like a crazy wig and like her literally like her boobs are out or like her ass is showing and she like flashed a little kid actually during a holocaust survivor speech um oh. and she got like yeah she got arrested but like they released her in two hours um see you have so many more characters too in your city that because you're in the city right yeah well i'm yeah pretty close yeah. well that's where your events will be and stuff yeah, yeah. you have so much more going on there in general that i think it'd be even harder to tell like is this person paid or is this just is this just right. human like <laughs> right yeah because everybody's just a walking kind of like town. miami or vegas you know it'd be like <laughs> could just be normal you know yeah heard miami's pretty pretty bad too like they're indoctrinated into the whole covid thing miami's worse than orlando yeah yeah that is, is orlando like, like the place to go really right now or Oh, I mean, it depends. I mean, if you're okay with living in a smaller town, I would send you to like a, a quieter pocket of Florida. But, yeah. You know, if you want to be where the happening stuff is, if you've got a job in a big city, then I'd probably tell you to go to Orlando or Tampa because yeah, the cities have more restrictions, but it's easy. It's pretty easy to not comply. Like, like I said, I can't had last time I had to wear a mask was for my other job that I do. I deliver kombucha we had one customer like literally come in and try my life dropping off like one thing and leaving it's like a farmer's market it's practically half outdoor and she's like we're following cdc guidelines again and i was like why my <laughs> like, god like why and it just blows my mind but that's like the only thing i had i've had i can think of in the last you know four or five months it's starting back up here, unfortunately. So I'm I'm sure by by fall, winter, it's going to be a mess again. But I was in Southwest Florida, like Fort Myers area, in November, and it was like a different world. Like I went into restaurants, no problem. The yep. like the wait staff was wearing them, but um, nobody cared, you know. Yeah, there's other places like that. Uh, I've got some family down there, but in Ocala as well. It's about an hour and a half north of Orlando. They've got a city, you know. It's not a podunk area but like there's no one wearing them i went into the local diner not a single server or employee had it i didn't see a mask anywhere in sight it was like it didn't exist and it's it is much more relieving you know um i've traveled up into georgia and south carolina for a road trip and been like 
what is going on, you people? They wouldn't even let me come inside to order, like making me wait outside. I'm like, you got to wear a mask even outside to order. And I'm like, bye. Oh, it's so illogical. It's I'll so... just go somewhere else. It really is. I hope we I hope we come back from this psychosis someday soon because it's really it's really intense. Um, yeah, but... and I don't want really to get too negative, but like, I think we have to remember that, you know, we weren't going to snap out of this until our backs were against the wall. Most people don't break out of their pit until they hit rock bottom. You know, whether it's like a drug addiction or someone in a really deep dark place, it's usually rock bottom when they wake up. And I think yeah. the same thing is going on with humanity. We weren't gonna, we weren't gonna stay no more until we were the cancer patient that's only been given two weeks to live. It's like when, when people realize they're about to lose their job yeah. and being able to put food on the table, I think that's when we're going to see part of the sleeping giant awaken more. So I think we just have to hold strong and um, just remember that we are the many and they are the few. I mean, they really can't make you do it. What Biden said a bunch of words yesterday, screw yeah. this up. Like, okay, you know, if God forbid your company does come at you, file an exemption. If they deny it, try to stick around, band together with other employees. If they fire you, try to find a smaller company to work for. Maybe it's time to start an online business. Like yeah. maybe this is, you know, just going to happen. We're going to have to evolve. And I think we just have to accept that it's not going to be over anytime soon. Um, but I'm still optimistic that we win in the long run. Yeah, me too. And I think, yeah, I think we're going to have to kind of white knuckle it for a while, unfortunately, but yeah, definitely. You know, nobody is holding you down for forcing you to take these things. Not yet, at least, you know. Yeah. Um, so you are free. And like like my friend Alex X says, um, you are freedom. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, definitely try and remember that. Try to look for other paths and um, yeah, do your best. But uh, so I'll leave I'll leave the last word with you, man. And if you want to tell people um, where to find you and how to get involved with you. Um, yeah. And then we'll wrap it up. Again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Justin Robert. I'm holding a practice media distancing sign um, on Instagram. I'm Justin underscore. We are change uh, YouTube. We are change Orlando. Um <clears throat> Like I said, viasforvaccine.com has a lot of the pamphlets and the signage that we use. You can grab, you can go get your own, get a kit together, get some people, and you can start doing vaccine education in your city. Or feel free to reach out to me if you're trying to, you know, host an event or go speak at a city council meeting. I can give you pointers on all that stuff. Because I know with a lot of people, it's just like, I've never done this. Where do I start? So um, we've already got a pretty good system going. And uh, I can lend a hand if you need it. So, and oh, and if you're in Florida, check out the Florida Freedom Keepers, uh, flfreedomkeepers.org. They do a lot of the medical freedom stuff, and they're they do meetups, and it's a great networking thing for um, you know vaccine injured parents and, and just people who care about getting the masks off the kids as well. Cool, man. And I'll put uh, if you want to hang out after I stop the, re the recording, I will put it. Uh, you can give me the links, and I'll put them in the in the caption of the video so people can find you that way. But yeah, thank you so much for, for hanging out with me, man. It was great talking to you. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll we'll chat again sometime, I hope. Yeah, man. Just let me know when you're coming down to Florida. <laughs> Absolutely. It might happen soon. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. All right. Thanks for having me. No problem.
The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. It is provided for informational purposes only. Alighton does not endorse nor accept responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions expressed by its guests.